The views and opinions expressed on From the Mouths of Madness are that of the panel and not of the Geeks Under the Influence Network or their sponsors, Amazon.com and TeePublic.com. Listeners, beware. Coming straight from the mouths of madness. I am one of the hosts, Lowdown. With me, as always, is F. You honor. What's up, you pollen covered looking motherfuckers? Seriously, everybody's <laughs> like this. <laughs> Sorry, hey, hold on. We're we're, uh, we're in a different month. St. Patty's Day is gone, and uh, but everyone's fucking green. Yeah. And oh wait, hold on, hold on. No, hey, yellow. Hey, yellow. Well, yellow green. Greenish well, yellow. Yeah. It's like it's not straight yellow. It's not straight green. I don't okay. Know. I'm just starting to see my car, car covered in that, that shit. Fucking so. shit. Yeah. And all right, guys. Uh, I need to pre- I need to just state this. Like, you see the pollen, you know it's allergy season. Please, people, don't lose your fucking minds. You see somebody sneezing in public, it's, yeah. it's allergies. It's allergies. Again, like, is, is everybody gonna turn into like evasion of the body snatchers? Fuck, and man. As soon as starts, as soon as someone starts coughing, just point at them, go ah. Yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck? So you know, that would kind of be fun. I don't know. Uh, that would be kind of funny. But <laughs> but um, uh, that's we're not here to talk about all that because uh, tonight we've got another killer of filler for you, and on this killer of filler. We have the 1980 film Prom Night versus the 2008 remake Prom Night. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Didn't change the title or anything. Dude, when I was making the notes for this, like the 80 and the 08 fucked with me when I printed them out. I was like, wait, I got printed the same. Oh, 800. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm there today. Okay, that's where I'm at today. I'm a little. Well, no, no. We're talking about about the one that has that uh, actor that went on to star, kind of be a main star movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, that still doesn't. Well, there's help. a couple. Well, no, I was just saying because you've got the eighty, obviously Jamie Lee Curtis, Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah, I forgot. About, <laughs> but he's not starring. He's in there, but he's not kind of one of the main yeah, stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, fair. And then oh eight, and this caught me the oh, fuck off guard. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Because I haven't watched this movie since it came out in two thousand and eight. Yeah, fuck if I remember that. Uh, Idris Elba. Yeah, you fucking kidding me? Yeah, like, that's and that 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 threw me off. But this was like this. He was filming this. I would assume this like either directly after or in between the very end of filming the final season of The Wire. Yeah, because the final season of The Wire premiered in like January of '08. Plus his little stint on The Office. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. He was on there. So this was like he would not do a movie like this now. This is way below Idris Elba's level. <laughs> oh, he's. We'll, we'll get into <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, we'll with get into him. It. <laughs> but yeah, so let's, let's let's dig in. So yeah, like you said, the main star in the 1980 film is Jamie Lee Curtis. This is coming off of, you know, obviously Halloween. Uh, I believe Terror Train was the year after Halloween or the same year as this. I don't think it came out after this. Yeah, I think you're right. Terror Train's right around here, too. right around that. And and The Fog. Well, The Fog was, what, 80? We just did that. It was 80. 80. 81. 80. Something like that. We just, this is terrible. No, it was 80. It was the same year. Exactly. That's right. It was 80. That's why she solidified herself as Scream Queen. We just fucking that killer of filler earlier this year. But yeah, it was was 1980. That's okay. So she had kind of gotten into the slasher slash horror movie uh scene you know so okay her doing another slasher film because that's what that's what 1980 probably is it's a slasher film yeah it's it was it was the post halloween slasher coitus that happened where we had like slaughter highs and your slumber party massacres we got where like so many movies got lost in the surplus of slasher films yeah just pick out some event that teenagers like and or there's a human who something's off or <laughs> yeah. whatever, and, and they just kill them. Yeah, exactly. And there's boobs. Yeah. Lots of boobs. Yep. Always boobs. And in, uh, the other actor, as we mentioned, was Leslie Nielsen. So this is pre-Naked Gun. After Airplane, though. 
I feel like. Wasn't Airplane in the 70s? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No, this is, yeah, after Airplane, but he's still, you know. He I mean, started out as a serious actor. Yeah. This People is don't realize after that. After Airplane and be right before a creep show. Right before Creep Show, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's still, yeah. It's, yeah. it's not till after Creep Show where he goes full bore. He was movie. Well, he was in the um, the Police Squad TV show mm-hmm. prior to the Naked Gun movies. He never had any other color hair. I don't think. No, besides white. Yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> but okay. So, uh, basic beats of this film is uh, there was like four eleven year olds who were playing hide and seek in an abandoned house, uh, and then some other girl named Robin shows up and wants to play with them, and they start picking on her. And, dude, this scene fucked me as a kid when I first saw this movie because I was like, little kids, like, chanting at a girl, kill, kill, kill. Yeah, and they're like, not fucked. They're not possessed. No. They're not anything. They're just evil they're, fucking They're kids. just like, you know what would be funny? Let's um fuck with this little girl. <laughs> Maybe something terrible will happen to her. Yeah. And she just wants to get away from four kids coming at her screaming, kill, kill, kill. Yeah. So she hops into a windowsill. And then they don't stop coming, and then bam, she falls out and to her death. And that they show you that shit. They show you from a side. They show you from the fucking front. They show, yeah, this girl, little girl falling on glass, and she gets her throat slit and some other shit cut up. She gets fucking wrecked. And the dead. kids are very, very remorseful. Yes, totally. Or wait, no, they literally are like, oh shit, we're we're gonna get in trouble. Let's mm-hmm. fucking like hide this shit. Let's like, make a pact. We'll yeah. never talk about it again, and we'll leave. Yeah, they're, they're very like yeah. So he caused someone to die, but you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might get us grounded, so we need to come up with some kind of plan. Yeah. They don't feel bad at How all. How bad are their parents for not telling them the important... At 11, I understood life and death. Yeah. Like, I mean, not like to the extent I do now as an adult, obviously, and we're still learning about... We still, well, You still learn about that, but like you understood like it's bad when something dies. Well, the same mentality <laughs> like, of walking towards a girl yelling kill, 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 kill until she fucking falls out a window. Yeah. That kind of mentality. Yeah, that, yeah. It's yeah. fucking just, just terrible fucking children. So... Uh, but then at, at the final scene before go, uh, before breaks uh, to do a time jump, you see a shadow show up over the little girl, Robin. Yep. And that's it. You're like, oh, fuck, someone was there. Someone saw it. Well, flash forward, uh, what is it? Six years. And Robin's older sister, Kim, played by, that's Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. And Robin's twin brother, Alex, are, they have, the whole family's having a, like a, a anniversary, like not a celebration, but like a, a remembrance of Robin on her anniversary of her death. And they're also, when they cut from that, they're decorating for the prom. Yep. Right? Alex is obviously younger. Kim's the one. It's her prom. Alex is, I think, a year or two younger, whatever age Robin was. Because I think Robin was like a year younger than the other kids. See, I thought they might be the twins, like, same age, but I couldn't No, the remember. twins are the same age. So whatever age Robin is, same age. What I'm okay. saying is the four 11-year-olds, I think, were older than Robin. Oh, okay. I think they're like a year or two difference yeah. between those. So that's why it's not Alex's prom. Anyway, two of the kids are dating. I mean, there's not the, the, the kids are just still shit assholes. Like, there's not much story here. Yeah, and it's not a bad thing. You, least, this is a slasher. It just goes through its beats. It has, it it, it has creepy stuff. Like she starts getting Kim's the the kids start getting creepy phone calls, kind of mirror, mirror, like mimicking uh, Black Christmas. Yeah, where it's like it's like now, now yeah, you will do it. like just yeah. weird creepy shit. I'm like okay. Okay, that's cool. I see you. I see you doing something. Uh, but the kills are you know it's stabbing. It's there's a really cool th- slow-mo throat slit, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Because, like, he, he comes up behind her. So he's wearing, like, black gloves, black long sleeve shirt, black slacks, black boots, and a black ski mask. That's well, the killer's Black ski ensemble. mask, but a little sparkle to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that threw me off a little bit. Dude, this movie is, like, the biggest thing about this movie is outside of the fact it's a horror movie. It's how how much they were fucking just pushing disco. Disco? They released a Prom Night soundtrack. Just all the disco oh, stuff, man. dude. There is... I. I <laughs> 
I feel like a 10 minute scene of disco dancing. It's terrible. That has nothing to do with the movie no. besides going, hey, I wonder if they can disco dance. Because you're like, can we get back to the fucking killing, yeah. please? You know how you do a prom? Go watch Carrie. That's how you film a prom scene. Not yeah. a bunch of disco. Okay. Exactly. Anyway. Uh, just fucking horrible. So there's a one kill, like I said, where he comes up behind her, grabs her mouth, and then he whispers like, like just so creepy. He's like, no. And he just like slowly slits her throat. That was pretty cool just because, again, it's 1980. Yeah. You know, again, I always say put things into context. The the slasher craze hadn't gone wide open because even the first Friday their teeth was weak on as far as the kills go. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, but except you, for the one Kevin Bacon kill that was awesome. Thank you. I was about to say let's let's give yeah. respect to and the, the decapitation at the end, but that's what we get here too. Right, but you still had it. Just seemed like there was a little more kind of blood and gore, even for that simplest than this, where like you see the killer stabbing over and over again. But they don't really show the end results. You mm-hmm. just kind of see, like the, the chick in the van, stuff yeah. like that. Well, the dude, you know, the dude. So okay, tell me. When uh, so one scene, there's a couple fucking in the van, and he breaks in. He fucking stabs her over and over again on the face, neck, and chest. I guess. <laughs> and uh, he. Which, by the way, they're about to fuck, and literally the killer opens. They already fucked. Or no, nah, well, I, they were back there. She was on her back, oh, but she's yeah, right yeah. next to the two double doors. Mm-hmm. The doors open up and start stabbing. So. Like, yeah. What a boner killer, dude! Seriously, <laughs> and then they get in. He tussles because I mean, you know, the other dude was a big boy. He, he wasn't. He wasn't tiny. Yeah, and he like he starts driving around the field, and then like, okay, tell me how you drive off a cliff, and before the van hits, the gas tank explodes. Dude, that's eighties, man. Like, that's, God, uh, I was like, come you on. You could have a tricycle get thrown off a cliff, and the tricycle will blow up. I mean, mm-hmm. anything possible gets thrown off a cliff as soon as it makes first impact explosion like mm. yeah so like i said the big kill for me in this was the decapitation at the end that was that's that kind was of funny the, it that, was good you know that's kind of the iconic in my opinion with this movie is that scene of the head rolling down landing on the stage and kept the crown on yep the whole time i mean it's 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 fun yeah it's fun now because all right so basically this killer is going around and killing all these kids that were involved with the murder of robin and that's, I mean, that's who, that's who the killer's targeting. So, but you don't know who it is. You don't know who the killer is because, you know, back then they still believed in suspense as far as that goes. They don't give a fuck about that now, apparently. Um, yeah. yeah, well, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and of course, in the very final scene, you get the Jamie Lee Curtis scream queen chase down the hallway, yep. screaming and just, you know. Oh, but the final, the, 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 like, the one final scene where there's still disco music playing because no one stopped the fucking music. It's a soundtrack. Oh. It's it's their soundtrack while they're fighting the killer. Because there's Jamie Lee Curtis jumping on top of the killer, getting thrown off, her boyfriend, fucking like back and forth. And by the way, sometimes the axe is really heavy. Mm-hmm. Other times yeah. that axe is light as shit. Because there's times when the killer takes the axe and like lunges it down, right, towards the boyfriend. There's times where they take the axe and they're swinging it back and forth like a fucking machete. Mm-hmm. But you're like, it's a fucking axe. Like, it's, it's got some weight to it, all right? Yeah. And. It, so during this whole fight scene, it's just ridiculous. Lights are on now, so it looks—it's not even really creepy. That no. that scene was kind of ridiculous. But you realize he's so focused on going after Kim's boyfriend, who is Nick, and Nick was one of the four kids, not interested in Kim, right? Right. All right, because Kim's Robin's sister. But Robin—they the, end up tussling the boyfriend and the killer, and the the axe breaks free, and Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, Kim goes and grabs it and doesn't actually come down on his head with the blade hits him with the blunt side yep. now i'm sorry if someone's trying to kill you 
dude, I'm fucking lodging that shit in your goddamn skull. Like, without question. But at least they're saying it's heavy. Like, she's like, <laughs> well, at least she's going, this has some weight to it, all right? Again. Fuck. And plus... That makes it so the uh, one of the movie posters is accurate, mm-hmm. since on the poster it has her holding an axe, you know, saying, oh, look, and they went, okay, we got to have a scene where she's holding <laughs> a fucking axe. At least one. We At have it one. on the poster. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, if if I have a chance to grab an axe, and the heavy thing doesn't even make sense at that point, adrenaline should have taken over. Someone's trying to kill you. See, I'm not even going head up. I'm going... Between Under. the legs, yeah. So, just, well, you, well, she would have had to go around to get between the legs. I'm and, just saying, let's see yeah. how far we can split them up. This is like fucking Mother's Day. You ever <laughs> yeah. seen Mother's Day? Where it's like, wow, oh, God. Yeah. Ooh, we need to talk about that movie at some point. I'm just saying, you might, again, not get a good hit. Any, even the back end of that axe touches the nether regions. You're down for the count. Yeah, you're, you're not running away. You're, you're not doing That's shit. That's straight metal to your balls. Exactly. You're done. So you can either done. make it a really, really bad day or just a bad day. But something's going to happen, mm-hmm. and they're immobile. You miss or you do something in the head as you see the killer gets up and is able to run away. They wouldn't have been fucking running away. He wasn't running. So he gets stumbling away, and he, he's bleeding. It did, you know, it did fuck him up a little bit, and he's stumbling out of the gym. Like, again, I'd run after him and lodge it in his fucking back. I, you couldn't make a horror movie with me because it would end in like two minutes. <laughs> I'm fucking serious, dude. Well, maybe they fixed this in the remake, but we'll get stay on the we'll original first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you know, the killer stumbles outside. They still got the mask on, and there's cops, and all the kids are still out there. They start screaming. He falls down. Kim runs out, grabs him, and then she notices his eyes. Well, I think she notices his eyes like inside at some point. Like he, he, she recognized the eyes, and then lo and behold, take the mask off, and oh, it's Alex. He was the fucking shadow over the fucking dead sister at the beginning of the movie. He saw those kids do it and walk away, and he lived with it for six years till he had his chance for vengeance. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Did anybody else not notice uh, that the boyfriend and the little brother looked pretty much identical? Pretty close. That's kind of gross. It's kind of gross. (laughs) I also feel like this movie had a lot of the beats of um, My Bloody Valentine because, A, you have the killer within the group kind of thing. Yeah. And, I like the concept. And credits, you get this weird kind of so, like 80s, early sounding love song playing in the credits of a fucking horror movie. Mm-hmm. You know, we brought or, you know we brought up the folk song from My yeah. Blade Valentine. Yeah. But the song at the end of this, it's like, you know, again, one of those kind of like slow dance songs. I'm like, that's kind of a weird song again, to have the, at the end of the movie. The, they, they couldn't let the 70s go in 1980, dude. Yeah. Okay. They didn't let it fully go until like 1983. Yeah. No, I'm probably 84. Probably 84. Anyway. Well, I was going to say, what year did uh, Friday the 13th Part 3 come out? Because that was still a disco song. Yeah, that's a, that's a di- <laughs> But I, I, actually, I actually do dig that song. Yeah, it was 83. They that released, version. They released them year after year for the okay. first, like, four. Uh, so, yeah, that 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 that's the original one. Now, I do... It's it, Again, it's not a great movie. It's, it's a solid slasher in there. It has the star power of the fucking OG Scream Queen, which is enough of its own... Hold, 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 wait. You know, and I, I've rewatched it. I've rewatched it multiple times throughout my life. I don't hate the movie. I enjoy it. You it's know? not one of my go tos. I'll say it's that. Not, no, it, like if I'm like, oh, I really want to watch a slasher. It's like uh, if I'm scrolling, I don't know what I want to watch, and I come across it, I might be like, oh, okay, I'll watch Prime Night again. You know I, what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm just saying it doesn't hold up anywhere close to OG Halloween. No, 
OG Black Christmas. No, you know, like no. I know my you bloody said the Valentine kills. even. I would honestly pick my value Valentine OG. Yeah. over this. And like you're saying, how the kills, you know, are pretty simplistic still in Friday Thirteenth, but the tone of Friday Thirteenth is what gets you. Oh, it's the score. This, it's not fucking disco. Guess what? It's violins. Yeah, and it's urgent. Where this it's scary. one, you just don't really care. There's not. It's very very basic. You exactly. Know? It is. It's formulaic as fuck. Yeah, but it's still better than like Slaughter High. Oh yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, I mean like anyway. Now on to the, uh, I don't know how long we're going to be able to talk about this, 2008 remake that was directed by Nelson McCormick. Oh, I don't know if I talked about who, uh, Paul Lynch directed the first one, I think I forgot to mention that. Nelson McCormick directed 08, I have no idea what the fuck he's done. I think I looked it up and I didn't give a shit so I didn't write anything down. Um, but the actor, Maybe some Lifetime movies, I mean. Uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe he did some more fucking music videos. That seems to be a theme. Anyway, this stars a actual actress that... Kind of made her rounds in the 2000s, but didn't go anywhere. Britney Snow, I recognized her from other shit, like rom-coms and stuff like that. I think she did like one other horror movie, maybe two. And Jonathan Shech, now, or Sheck, excuse me, it's pronounced Sheck. Jonathan Sheck. Now, hmm. I am very disappointed in him in this because the first time I was introduced to him, it was, well, okay, actually it was the, That Thing You Do, which yeah. is a fucking awesome movie. Yeah, I don't care what anybody he's says. The, he's the asshole He's the John singer. Lennon. Yeah. He's the John Lennon yeah. of the Beatle wannabe band. He's the band. dude that thinks he can do better than, than Liv Tyler. Exactly. Okay. All you, right, buddy. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I like, but I liked, I, I, like, I recognize him and I like that movie a lot. Tom Hanks, I mean, great cast, and, but then he was in Doom Generation. That's where I saw him at in the second film I saw him in, and Doom Generation is not a horror, but if nobody has seen that movie that's listening, go fucking find that movie. It is a mind fuck. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking crazy. It's a mind fuck. But hold on. I just got to throw this up here because he actually came up in conversation on my other podcast, Beautiful Disasters, because as a schlock abuse, I assigned Groot's um, Roadhouse 2. Yeah, yeah. And yep. he is the main star yeah. of that fucking movie. He's the Patrick Swayze of part yeah, two. Which yeah. that movie and yeah. the movie we're covering are about the same time. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but things have not been kind to him. The big, the big actor is obviously Idris Elba. He's the star power in this film. So in this one, so th okay, we've, we've, we've said this before with multiple remakes. If you're going to remake a film, give it its own thing. So we, we talked about that with Evil Dead. We've talked about that with like like uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, uh, there's been a Dawn few, of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Uh, there's been some really solid remakes that they've Even done their own thing. Night of the Demons. Night of the Demons. They, we can't, we agreed that it, they did a twist yeah. on it. They yeah. did a spin. Okay. They did that with this movie. So I'll give it a score for that. They did. Yeah. yeah. They did. Yeah. Hey, we got to. If they know, do something, I, we I give understand. credit to. We have I to give credit to it. But uh, but okay. So in this one. Now, can we preface it by saying, I watched the rated version, and you watched the unrated version. I felt like when I watched it, I lost, but I feel like I won when it comes to compared to between two of us. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, the main character's named Donna. That's who Britney Snow plays. She comes home from the movies with her friends, and she finds her father and her brother dead, and then she hears noise. The killer's still in the house, and her mom, and she goes and hides under her bed. Killer gets the mom on the ground. She watches her mom get stabbed multiple times. See, now, I don't know if the uh, PG-13 versus the unrated shows that. In the unrated, they show her stabbing, like, from her point of view, into the chest. Yeah, no, you, you see the camera cuts to her, and she hears her mom getting stabbed. Okay, so. you see, like, two or three slices, then it pans to But again, we, we get the same yeah. idea, so. But, so, and then this is Jonathan Shea. She's the killer. So right off the bat with this movie, you know who the fucking killer is. And that's such a waste, in my opinion. Such a fucking waste. You could have just kept the feet. Showing the feet under the bed, and that's it. Yeah, he had to show the fucking face, but that leads to where the story goes. Uh, he got arrested and uh, put in jail. So uh, three years later, well, let's let's go into why he targeted her, 
mm-hmm. is because he was a teacher at her school, became obsessed with her, mm-hmm. got fired from the school, and then decided to go murder her family so that he would be the only option she had. Yep. Crazy, all right? Crazy. <laughs> so, but see, with even letting like, you know about the killer, that premise is good and different. Yeah. Like, the premise at the beginning, I'm like, okay, I, I can see that's fucked up, right? It's fucked up. God, can we, uh, I, we got, like, so flash forward, she's in therapy, she's fucking, um, you know, antidepressants, she's fucked from this. She watched her fucking mom get stabbed to death and, and then found her father and brother dead. Uh, so she's living with her aunt and uncle, um, she's getting ready for prom, and then it flashed to Idris Elba's character, and he finds out that Fre- Fre- Fremont, what's his name, Fremont? Fenton. Fenton. Yeah, Richard Escaped Fenton. Yeah, which, okay, prison. there's a theme in this movie in which, besides our main officer, everybody else is incompetent as shit, because literally, this dude escapes this mental inst- institution, right? They don't inform the police department for three fucking three days. days. In 2008. Yeah. 2008. Like, not like it's in the 80s. 2008. Like, and you're like, <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> and, 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 and then here's the thing. That's bad. Mm-hmm. But what, what's worse is the reaction of, again, everybody else but our main officer. Because the parents, or no, I'm sorry, not the parents, the, um, after her parents were killed she now lives with her uncle and uncle yeah yeah and again so it's prom night stuff Mm -hmm. like that so as soon as he gets information she's already left with her friends to go to the prom at this big you know huge hotel fancy ass hotel Mm -hmm. he tells her you know her uncle her uncle and aunt what's going on and they're like she's made so much progress we shouldn't get her all riled up like first they're upset that they didn't know for three days then they're like we don't want to get her all upset, so let's not no, let that her was know. The uncle specifically, the wife. The wife was like, "I can't believe you're going to let her stay." Yeah. Oh yeah. It was. Oh, it was, she, the, it was the uncle. She reacted before the news even said, almost as if she knew, because mm-hmm. you remember slow motion drops the plate mm-hmm. as a reaction yeah, to yeah, yeah. something's something's creepy, something's afoot. But again, they go okay, and so they're like, "All right, we'll keep a cop car at the uncle and aunt's house, and we'll send. We'll we'll kind of just check out." The hotel prom area, mm-hmm. not the best police work at all. <sighs> yeah, and I mean, so he he escaped, and they they give you a quick blip about that. That was worse than the escape scene from Black Christmas remake. Uh, oh, you mean stabbed some orderly, fucking jump through cane? the events, yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Um, so well, super jump, super jump through the events, which he, I didn't realize he has some kind of superhuman ability in this movie. Yeah, because not just once in this movie. There's another time where he's jumping. For some reason, he's able to make it up a fucking top of the ceiling that without any assistance. That later on, characters have to use ladders for. Yeah, exactly. But get me a ladder. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. How did he do it? How did he do it? So basically, he get he goes under a false name. He killed somebody. Got their ID. Checked in under them. uh, Gets on the same floor because he just happened to be in the lobby when they talked about their room key, their room numbers. It was like, oh, third floor. That was. There's so much cheesy shit in this. Like, that, uh, oh, just... you mean when literally the friend of the girl he's, he's stalking comes up and advertises? That's what, what it was. Yeah. yeah, he's just like he's like, hey, we got rooms. Yeah, and he uses her last name right next to the killer. Who... No, he doesn't know, but well, still, I understand. But I'm just saying, <laughs> lazy, right? Perfect time. Yeah, perfect timing. But you know, the killer. Nobody's gonna recognize the killer because he's got a hat on. Yeah, he's can got we? A hat. Could we bring up? He's got the... a hat. 
Clark Kent. The jacket, the the jacket and hat combo that oh, yeah. just looks fucking Black stupid. Black hat, brown coat. <sighs> it was a Clark. It was a Clark, Clark Kent thing. The whole Clark Kent thing. Yeah, yeah. Just a hat. Well, you can't be Superman. You're wearing a hat. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. God damn it. So, so. But he always has <laughs> crazy eyes. Yes. Whatever he's. That's his eyes, though, dude. I've seen that dude uh, in interviews. No, no, he no, looks no, no, kind of no. crazy. He's opened him up a little bit more to make sure you know how crazy he is. So every, yeah, every <laughs> single person he has interactions with, he's just like, hi, eyes wide open. And I go, he seems safe. And then they get murdered. And I'm just like, <laughs> did you not look how his eyes went? Yeah, like, seriously. So he what? He like steals. He kills a maid, gets the Mastercard, and then he's just slow. He, I mean, he literally just slowly kills off all the friends. Yes, yes, all the friends. Which again, on the rated version, very let not very messy at all. He it's it's there is mess, but for an unrated, I would expect more mess. Well, it's just that there wasn't that much mess. Film. He kills the one girl in the bathroom, right? Stabs her multiple times. Mm-hmm. Then her boyfriend comes in. You know, like, like not that long afterward, he hasn't cleaned up in my version any of the blood. But then he keeps the door locked. Boyfriend thinks that the chick's upset with them. He goes to sit down on the couch. The door opens up. Then a minute later, the boyfriend gets up and walks into the bathroom where there's no blood anywhere. Oh, that's like that narrative version. Okay, how? How? Uh, dude, I don't know. Uh, when, you he know stab- like- when he stabs the maid, he's like, she is on him, and he walks out of the room with no blood. On his clothes. Yeah. You don't stab somebody. So you're saying, even the unrated, they're like, oh, people just don't bleed that much in this. It just this. wasn't filmed. In this world. It just wasn't filmed, In dude. this world, people don't bleed as as, as much oh. as you would think. Yeah. It's terrible. Like, half these kids, I wanted to die. It was worse than the original where I was like, I don't care. Like, half these kids were just oh, fucking assholes. The best way I can describe this movie is that it is a mixture of a WB show, right? Like, blended into, you know, just your basic ass like 2000s horror oh, movies movie. yes because yeah. it was originally then, it was pg-13 so it falls under the category of like boogeyman and uh, all whatever other bullshit and then out. sprinkle in a little bit of final destination oh don't 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 mm-hmm. insult final destination i understand at least the kills are good there i understand Come but on. you know what i'm talking about i do at the end of their I they do. literally yeah ugh. yeah go ahead go ahead I all right i mean i don't know how much we're gonna go into this but obviously after a while they start to pick up that people are, are missing, and then they find one of the other cops who I I'm, I guess just got out of the academy yeah. as the guy <laughs> working the front desk at the hotel just got out of high school because everybody looks like they're like fucking early twenties or teens in these positions, but young cop finds a car that had been reported missing, dead body in the back. It's then the they guy go, he killed. And then yeah. they go, wait a second, what who what's the name on the guy that was in this trunk? They go to the desk and he's like, "Yeah, that guy's checked into the third floor." And then it's like, "All right, we got gotcha. you." But they don't. Yeah. Then we get to the they go in there. We get to the vent scene. You know, he just jumping through. No, that, no, he didn't go through the vent. They tricked him because a uh, a uh, maid, no, a bellboy came in mm-hmm. and he killed him. And when they have when the cops evacuated the hotel, that's right. He's he, in uniform. He took he took his clothes and but, walked out past him. But here's the problem with that: he still hid the body. Up in that vent. That's true. That's true. Without a ladder. How do you put a body in a vent? It's not even you pull it. Yeah, you don't. So yeah, you have to think yeah, he had to tie a rope around yeah. himself in the body, <laughs> jump really high, catch it, open the vent, get in there, drag the body up, set it, and then come down. And you're just like, no. It, well, they were trying. See that it was that was a forced attempt at trying to do a slasher trope where you get the bodies or staged. Like in the original prom night, 
like I said, the kills the kills weren't amazing, but they still had the stage body. Yeah. That was always the thing. The killers hide the bodies, and then like the final girl or like between the final girl and maybe one other person who's about to die stumbles across the hidden body. That's a slasher trope. They tried that with this, and it just, like everything else, failed. Well, can we just maybe hint, again, where I was bringing up like WB, mm-hmm. I guess I should have said more of like a DC thing, because this killer's kind of got the the flash force going for him because <laughs> that time period of him throwing the body up there, changing clothes and coming down, not that not that long. No, no. Then we get to where our main girl and her boyfriend, they leave the hotel, they come back to her house. Now they know, all right, we have to keep surveillance one one cop officer, the one cop. the new rookie cop that, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, before we go into it. I oh, no, I guess they had two. They had two. Yeah, but, but he was he was like the main Idris Alba's Bitch boy for the whole movie. Yeah. The oh, one yeah. they into the house. I do want to make note of that. Both those actors were in The Wire. So Idris Alba was in the, f- I'm not going to say how many seasons, so I'm going to spoil it for anybody. But uh, the other character was in mainly season two. Oh, really? Uh, he was a character in season two. Just uh, And he also played Eddie in uh, in uh, it, it Chapter Two. That was Eddie from It Chapter Two, adult Eddie. No shit. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But uh, let's just say. We get to a scene where our main girl and her boyfriend are sleeping. She gets up, goes to the bathroom, takes her meds, closes the mirror, and as a la you have with most horror movies, you know, there's the killer, and then she wakes up. But they add a few things during that, before that happens, where she looks at the TV. It's there's Can't Harley Waits on the TV. She walks by the window, looks down. There's young rookie officer, you know, mm-hmm. who's like looks up at her, you know, or looks around, stuff like that. Then she does it. So obviously, bad dream. Then she wakes up, looks at the TV. It's can't hardly wait. Looks down at the window, same thing. And I'm like, wait a second, are, are we doing some kind of desperate final destination thing? Oh or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. which she, you know, this time she takes medicine. She turns around a little real quick, and he's not there. Mm-hmm. But so, I was just like, it was the same yeah. beats of like, wait, that happened just like this. That happened just like this. But now this is where I'm going to go into the speed a little bit. Because literally, how long did it take her to take that pill? Because she looked out the window, right? Mm-hmm. She goes into the bathroom, takes the pill, does a quick turnaround, and then goes back to the bedroom, right? Mm-hmm. So before she took the pill, she looked down there. Young officer's fine, right? Come to find out, no, he's like... When our main dude shows up, he's dead, right? Idris Alba shows up after he realizes how the guy escaped. Yeah. He shows up, cop's dead in the car. Right. And you're like, but, uh... But here's the thing is then she goes back and lays down next to her boyfriend and... Boyfriend's dead. Boyfriend's dead. Which means this motherfucker was able to, in the span of time of her walking to the bathroom, taking a pill and coming back, kill the cop... And then get scurry upstairs up, without her hearing him. <laughs> scurry up somehow up there, kill... Silently, the boyfriend make sure there wasn't any blood around, and then well, no, that's just a theme for the movie. Yeah, no I know. Bleeds, I know. No and bleeds. then hide like around the, in, in the closet. His knife, maybe maybe they couldn't have the CG to do it, but they were trying to imply he had a mini dark saber. So when you cut, it cauterizes. Or uh, what's maybe. his name from Guardians? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it is. He just and just it's like an arrow just kill a motherfucker. Because besides that, <laughs> that is a short period of time to kill a motherfucker in a car. And then get up to make the second, it to the floor, second floor, kill the boyfriend. Slowly, quietly slice the dude's throat without mm-hmm. the boyfriend waking yeah. up, like getting up. Or yeah. she takes 45 minutes to take a pill. Like she just holds the pill, stares She's at it. Do I want to yeah, take this, this pill? pill. I really want to take this meanwhile, pill. Meanwhile, all <laughs> this is happening. She's so fucking focused. See, 
we just made a more entertaining version of this movie because I would love to see that where she's like, I don't know, do I do it? And meanwhile, you see everybody else getting killed, and then it cuts back to her, and she's still looking at her hand with the pill, like, mm. I don't know. I don't know, guys. But uh, so, but no need to say, he, he's hiding in the closet. Wind comes up. Uh, which is, so we just saw his character, Detective Wynn. We never, we didn't go over that. Wynn comes up. They, the killer's in the closet, and he's still like obsessed. He's like, she starts to scream when he realizes, like, quiet, double separate us. I'm like, what the fuck ever. There's a final bullshit battle scene. He gets shot eventually, and then everyone walks outside, and then some shitty 2000 song comes on. The movie's over. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So that was l- at least the nice thing of hearing the last shitty 2000 song. As the multitude the, of shitty prom. 2000 songs. Oh, so come on, man. man. I forgot how bad I'll, of a decade for music that was. I will take the disco bullshit yes. over the yes. whiny All emo All terribleness day. that is in this fucking movie. All day. Because, <sighs> like, it, I, I literally forgot on purpose how bad 2000s music was. It's, 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 it's fucking bad, dude. It's rough. Yeah. It's bad. Uh, it, went to, it was like late 90s got a little like, eh, and then they just kept going. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Anyway, so that that that's that's it. Uh, it's it's a shit remake, and like I said, it's a movie that it started out with a different premise. It had a different backstory. Uh, it could have been they had a chance to make a really good horror movie out of this. They really they really shit the bed. Now it, it's it's WB meets Lifetime movie because that's the whole beat of a Lifetime movie uh. is the you know he wouldn't leave her alone till she put her you know she had to stop him. But add yeah. in the sprinkle of a double B WB like bullshit like teen yeah. or you yeah. know. Yeah, so it's, it was it's, it was shit. It was a filler. It sucked ass. Uh, I, I, I it was it's a useless movie. Like I don't. The only bright spot I'll say was early in his career, Idris Elba. Like yeah, no, he, it was he, did, he was good. He did great. He was the only like yeah. you're like, dude, what are you doing, man? You don't have to try this. Hard. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's everybody else. Is Nobody just else gives ma- a shit. Mailing it in, he's just like, we need to fucking stop him. And he's like, 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 goddamn, dude, you're on point. You don't need to be, man. No one else gives a shit. Nobody cares. Nope. But he, he wanted people to watch him and say, like, I gave a shit. And again, I will bring the same energy to your film. And I feel like, like those are the notes. Is like, like, well, the movie sucked, but that cop, he's he's going places. Yeah. <laughs> because he's going places. He's the only motherfucker. Hey, he's. He's literally the only person that does a good acting job. He's also the only person in the actual movie that actually is a good police officer. Everybody Truth. else doesn't seem to know what the fuck they're doing. True. So, well, they're used to a bunch of rich white people, so they don't have to really worry about much. Yeah. So, that's it for this episode of Killer Filler. Uh, let us know if you've seen the original, the remake, or both, and what your thoughts on it are at lowdownbrown.gy@gmail.com. Uh, as always, go to gypodcast.com. Go to the links page. Go to e- go to Amazon and shop through our Amazon, our Amazon link as. And, you know, we get a little kickback. You do nothing other than go through our link. It costs you nothing extra, but we get a little kickback from it. We greatly appreciate that. And then uh, the link right next to that is Public. Go to Public. That's where all the network merch is. So every show on the network has merch. Some have up three to four designs. Some, you know, one or two. But every show's got designs. We're like at 41 now, I think. I think a new one just dropped. Uh, I was dropping in a couple days. So, uh, well, it'll, it'll drop by the time you've heard this. So uh, definitely go buy some merch. We'd love to see you rocking any of the network shows merch. That'd be great. It doesn't have to be managed. It could be any other show under the network. We have something for everybody under the GUI network. And until uh, we talk to you again, stay safe.
www.sfgypodcast.com. In a world ravaged by movie studios that keep rehashing the same things, only one podcaster has the guts to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit as he traverses the internet to bring you some of the best and worst ideas for reboots, remakes, and reimaginings of some of your favorite and least favorite TV and film properties. Ideas like a John Waters He-Man movie, Fantastic Four the Musical, and Aliens, done entirely with marionettes. What podcast would bring this evil upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Up. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Scotty Big Daddy Preston here, that's right, the Geek Father, asking you to join me here every other week with friends and family of the GUI Network as we go through all the trials and tribulations of being a geeky parent. So remember, join us or cry. My name is Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com.